pistol look. And now motioning out is Valaday. And they'll give it to Valaday. And Valaday down the sideline. He's gone. Touchdown, Arizona State. The second tonight. 27 more for X Valaday. Thank you to the Pac-12 Network. Rocky Minutes with Jimmy B. Fox Sports 910. We are here live, much better than the alternative, at Wright Toyota in Scottsdale, Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard. And we're going to do some more Sun Devils conversation. The reason, Hode Rubino is our guest. He, of course, uh, comes to you from the Sun Devils Digest, and you can get him at Devils Digest. If you want to uh, check out his uh, his Twitter handle, Hode is devilsdigest.com. Hode, it's Jimmy B. and Manuch. How are you, pal? And are you uh, enjoying what uh, took place last night? Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. I think that it definitely wasn't an encouraging performance uh, by Arizona State. It's not just the fact that this is the same NEU team, which frankly is not light years better or worse than they were last year when they did beat Arizona and Tucson. But I think just the fact that this ASU team really came uh, under under a lot of scrutiny really the entire offseason. A lot of folks were especially questioning their offense. And sure, it was not a clean performance, and it's week one. It should not really be a clean performance, if, if, if you want to be honest about it. But nonetheless, I felt that there definitely were a lot of positives uh, to, to take away uh, from an offense with so many uh, newcomers uh, in, in so many key positions. And the defense was really just a, as, as dominant as they expected to be. I think uh, this defense is definitely going to be called upon on more, on more than one occasion to, uh, to win games uh, for the Sun Devils down the road. And I think uh, yesterday, and granted, if you talk about even the weakest team on the ASU schedule, uh, they, you know, they proved that they definitely have some very, very capable players over there. And even special teams, they look at a, a freshman kicker like Carter Brown going going four, uh, four from four, uh, two of those uh, field goal uh, kicks uh, coming from 44 yards out. I think overall, there's definitely a lot, a lot more positive than negative to take away from this victory. Hold on, I, I call it a, a very, very overglorified scrimmage that was pretty much needed by this, <laughs> by this Sun Devil team. Let's let's be honest here. I, I think it was good that they had a, a worthy opponent. Uh, nothing, and that's not taking anything away from NAU whatsoever. I just think that ASU needed a, a team, uh, a decent team, bodies out there to go ahead and work some of the stuff out. As you said, there's a lot of new faces, uh, new offensive coordinator. You look at the defense. There's so many, there's so much minutia, if I you will, that's there oh, to make sure that you work things out. And this was a great game to work a lot of those bugs out. Sure, absolutely. And um, you know, I've, I've uh, said in the past that when you look at the 2015 season uh, for the Sun Devils, which really looks like a million years ago now, uh, it, it was a team that really had probably the most uh, preseason hype we've seen from any ASU football program in, 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 in quite a while. And a lot of folks think that the, that loss they had against Texas A&M, where they actually got dominated down there in Houston, was really uh, the the, the uh, red warning sign, yes. um, if, if you will. But to me, the two non-conference games, if you recall, that they played against Cal Poly and and against New Mexico, when ASU was sputtering in those two contests, <laughs> then I said, you know what, this you know this this team is in trouble. So why why, why did I bring that up? Because I think that if ASU struggled against NAU. Uh, then I think that a lot of those concerns, a lot of those apprehensions that are shared by by a, a good portion of the fan base, by the national media, maybe some of the lo- local media too, I think would really would really really come come to the forefront. 
And look, I mean, you take the next week opponent, Oklahoma State. They, they beat uh, um, Central Michigan 58 to 44. Okay, now I'm not saying that uh, the ASU offense should be salivating uh, to, to meet that Oklahoma State defense. I'm sure they're going to play better. But when you just talk about, you know, feel good or 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 being concerned after probably one one of the weakest games on your schedule, I think there's something to be said about where the uh, mindset of ASU is compared to a team like a team like Oklahoma State. So yes, I mean it definitely was an opponent that ASU needed uh, to go out there feel good about themselves, work, work out some kinks. But I don't think it really should be taken away, especially from the offense, which again, so so much scrutiny, so much so many question marks. How is quarterback Emory Jones is going to look like? Can Xavier Valade uh, become a uh, less of a drop off than people think he uh, will be from from an uh, absolute stud in Rashad White? And I think that uh, the answers that we got yesterday, for the most part, were were pretty promising. Long, gotta... long season, long season. Oklahoma State is a is a total different animal. But I mean, if as 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 good as you can feel about yourself as a program after week one, I think Arizona State mission accomplished. Yeah, I think that they just got to be like I said, they just got to be ready because it's big boy ball next week as they go sure. into Stillwater. Um, I got to tell you, that Emory, uh, Emory Jones. Uh, I, I think he is an upgrade from Jaden Daniels at the quarterback. Uh, I like what I saw in this young man running the ball effectively. He missed a few throws. I think we, I think we all expected that, but I liked how he checked down and hung in the pocket a little bit more so than we saw the last couple years of the quarterback. Um, I liked what I saw, and I think this was a good test for him to show those guys on the team that he's in total command with that offense. No, absolutely, and I expected a, a, a quarterback guru like yourself, Manuch, uh, to, to really hit on, on a very, very important point, and that's hang, hang, hanging in the pocket. Yes, even, yeah. if that throw, even if that throw uh, mid-range, long-range, is not going to be the most accurate or, or, the, or the prettiest. The fact that you're actually hanging in the pocket and you're not really taking off and running. And look, when you talk about dual threat capabilities, Emory Jones and, and Jaden Daniels are, are very similar in, in, that, in that regard. I mean, make no mistake about it. But really, it's just the decision-making yes. that I saw from, from Emory Jones uh, really operating at a higher level than, 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 than a guy like Jaden Daniels. Now, I think in fairness, and not to go on a whole a different tangent over here, I think that I think like Glenn Thomas, when we're going to look back, you, you can say that he would probably be a better offensive coordinator for Jaden Daniels' career in Tempe than, uh, than, than Zach Hill was. But, but nonetheless, I, I feel like uh, Glenn Thomas is not giving uh, Emory Jones uh, any task or really uh, trying to implement any philosophy that Emory Jones is really, is really not familiar with. Um, I, I know that the numbers, the 13 out of 18, 452 yards and no touchdowns are, are not uh, eye-popping. Uh, but by any means, but I think the offense, uh, for the most part, did did, did really op- operate smoothly. And look, I mean, I think if this uh, r- running game can really operate at a high level, mm-hmm. and again, I'm, I know that the defenses are going to get much much tougher than NAU, not only next week, but really for the rest of the season. But if, but this running game running game can really take that much pressure off of, off of Emory Jones. I think you're really going to see him shine uh, uh, quite a bit in the weeks and months to come. All right, let me let me just follow that up then. What you're talking about with the with the running game? Did we see the blueprint then for the offense the rest of the season? Well, let's put it this way, okay. And this is, this is something that I've uh, quote unquote debated on Twitter uh, for the last several hours. When you look at the offense as a whole, even you look at the defense with the with the lack of blitzes, they actually did not have any sacks uh, whatsoever last night. The playbook was not even cracked a little open. Last night, and that okay. is something that that's something that that you really really have to keep in mind. So you can be critical of the passing game, but let's see how this team does 
uh, in the next few weeks when, they get, when you have uh, Oklahoma State on the road, Utah at home, U- USC on the road, then you can really judge the mm-hmm. passing game and say, okay, is it effective? Is it an upgrade uh, from, the, from last week, um, from last year, I'm sorry. But uh, when you talk about uh, you know, the running game in general, I think that when you talk about uh, concealing the playbook, opening up the playbook, maybe that's one aspect that you don't really play with as much, if that makes sense. I think uh, this uh, this running game uh, definitely performed well, and and really, and to answer your question, just philosophy-wise, ASU uh, ran the ball over 60% of their offensive snaps in the last in the last two seasons. I don't see any reason why that trend should should change in 2022. I was really impressed with with, with Xavier Valade. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's Rashad White 2.0, but let's be honest about it. His explosiveness, his downhill running, sure reminded you quite a bit about about, about Rashad White. I think that's that is a very very fair statement to make. I had Den Ongada, uh, 60 yards on, on 10 carries. Also, I thought had a, a really really solid outing. I don't think the running game is going to be an issue uh, for this team. And I know when I came on your show uh, in in the past, I said that to me the X factor for this for this Sun Devil team, if they can surprise, if they can overachieve, is going to be the performance of the passing game. And on and the other side of the coin is I'm not really worried about the running game. Mm-hmm. I know the defenses are going to get much tougher from here on out. But the running game definitely showed it's very, very capable to really have a minimal drop-off uh, from last season. Got about another minute with Hode Rubino of DevilsDigest.com. Hode, just got about a minute here about this defense. I, I like they were coming downhill. I like the energy uh, on defense and a good fundamentally sound tackling, which is somewhat of a lost art sometimes in college football. Uh, I thought overall uh, they did a, a good job with what was in front of them. Well, Manuch, I think you made being a little too kind to this defense. Yes, they kept the Lumberjacks out of the end zone. But not one, two pick sixes with yeah. get nullified yeah. by defensive penalties. <laughs> that is a blemish. That's going to make for a very uncomfortable film, uh, film session this weekend uh, for this team. But uh, all, all, all jokes aside, yeah, I think that they basically dominated a, a, team, a team that was supposed to dominate. Um, I, I was really curious to see how the secondary is going to perform because, as I mentioned in the past, I'm not really too worried about this, uh, this front seven. You could, talk about, you could talk about missing a guy like Jermaine Lole. Well, Jermaine Lole did not play all, all, all of last season, and I really think that this defensive line in, in particular really has a, a, a lot of depth. Linebackers were outstanding. Kyle, Kyle Sole, Merlin Robinson, mm-hmm. really looking back, uh, like, looked like he was a freshman uh, defensive player of the year uh, when he at, at, at ASU. Uh, but the, the secondary, I thought, uh, really, really played well. Obviously, opportunistic with, the, with, some, with two pick sixes. Sure. There are much there are much tougher uh, tests uh, lying ahead, but I think just just again for week one, for um, a performance that you really feel you're going to have a lot of kinks to work out. I thought the defense even can look back at this game. Sure, besides those two egregious penalties, really uh, can can can, can really feel good about themselves, especially with week one week one performance. You're going to have probably Tamarcus Davis, that cornerback, uh, coming back next week. I think that's going to be a, a really be a boost to the secondary. But I think that ASU fans, uh, in, in terms of how they feel about the defense, should feel really, really pleased. You're supposed to dominate NAU, and that's exactly what you did, keep, keeping them out of the end zone. The only points that for NAU scored actually came on an offensive turnover, which, again, just shows you uh, what an what impressive performance this side of the ball had for the Sun Devils on Thursday night. Hode, it's always great when we have you on the show to break down ASU's games. Thank you, pal. You have a uh, great weekend. Enjoy. Have a great weekend, gentlemen. Thank you.